Welcome to episode three of the Two Tones. Put this one out there, Tony DeBolfo, Chris Massey. Oh, Chris Massey, that's not a bad call. Chris uh, with a K-R-I-S, Correct, I correct. Richard Dennis, I'm yeah. pretty sure. The Rhodes Scholar was number three, of course. Kevin Hall, yeah. great player for Carlton through three premierships tone. And, of course, our illustrious captain, Mark Murphy. Well. Keeper of the number three as we speak. Now, um, uh, Murph, of course, uh, he played He played last uh, night. We're previewing round one, Carlton v Richmond. There's so much to talk about in this game, Tone. You might tell that I was vociferous in my support for the team. That might explain why my voice is less than, uh, less than 100% crystal clear. Tone, I would love to get you in your thoughts on that. Um, it was... In, in many ways, the first quarter was much like uh, Operation Barbarossa, Hitler's invasion of Russia in 1941. We went out hard. We, uh, uh, there were just uh, unexpected, uh, spectacular gains, but slowly but surely a determined enemy clawed back and was ultimately successful. <laughs> Uh, very well said, Tone. Um, uh, I bear to your uh, knowledge of uh, matters World War Two. I um, would say that Carlton, reflecting on round one, lost the game but won the admiration of many, many people within and beyond uh, the, the Carlton Football Club. And uh, I think this was a game, Tone, perhaps we'll look back on it and say this was the definitive game in which the bar was set. The new bar, yeah. was, the bar was raised and set. And I, I think now, uh, as this young group develops, we can expect standards uh, of, of the highest order um, taken into the game by players who are clearly on the make uh, as, as we speak. And that's exciting. It's exciting to see the development. And there's only one way from here, Tone, and that's up. Well, you point out, uh, of course, uh, the incredible performance of Charlie Curnow, which was astonishing in that first quarter. Long threatened that kind of game, but a lot of people have said that's the, the breakout game. We don't want to put too much on him. We don't want to lo uh, load up. You Kurnow just have. Curnow <laughs> Fides, as he's been called. <laughs> but um, just uh, in terms of his execution, he, he justified a lot of the raps on him. And you can really see him and Cripps being the nucleus of a very, very, very exciting, uh, you know, I guess cohort of emerging talent at the club. And, and the, the skills on display were just thrilling. Well, that's faith. true. And you throw in Marchbank and then Liam oh, Jones. He was, he was you look at the spine that Carlton has, has accumulated and... Um, uh, it's really starting to take shape, and and I concur with what you're saying. Um, there's so much to like uh, about the personnel that you know is now being developed here. Um, all power to Brendan Bolton to the recruiters. Um, they've all kept their nerve these past two and a half years as they've worked about getting getting the list in order. And now I think we can finally see. Uh, the results of those tough decisions that have been made to get this list right, and and it is so very very exciting. Yeah, Charlie Kerno, what a what a start as you said, Tony, and and Cripps, that's um, oh. that was an incredible performance. Um, you know, thirty six disposals. Uh, Tony, I, I have to make mention. I, I acknowledge Sir Swamp, one of the learned statisticians in the in the league um, uh, environment these days. He came up with this extraordinary stat regarding Patrick Cripps that I share with you that um, 
of the players that have um, uh, racked up uh, 20-plus contested possession games in their first 60 appearances from 1999 onwards, you've got Patrick Cripps that has done it eight times. Then there's Daylight. Josh Kennedy and Nat Five wow. have uh, um, uh, accumulated 20-plus contested possession games in the first 66 games of their career four times. Um, so Patrick Cripps has doubled that. He is a contested possession beast, and he really had to um, uh, uh, take on added um, uh, weight when Matt Kennedy hobbled off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I just love the way that he, he uh, went about his business for, for, the, for the club. Um, if he can push forward and, and, you know, chip in for a couple of goals, well, you know, you've got, a, you've got the complete player. And um, it's just exciting to see, you know, uh, the way Patrick Cripps plays. But that was but one. Uh, you mentioned Charlie Kuno. There's another of so many um, exciting components of, of the Carlton team that took to the field last night. We may talk about that shortly. Well, uh, I want to – you mentioned him. I want to mention um, Marchbank's game. Because yes. how um, beautifully he's developing as a smart footballer and uh, great to watch and just, uh, you know, king of the one percenters. Very true. And I think what I like about his game, Tony, is capacity to read the, the play so well. Yeah. He seems to make position and get across where the ball is – as does Liam Jones, he's got that incredible capacity to yeah. cover the, the the surface quickly and get to the posi- position where the ball is and affect the spoil. And I, and I think, you know, you talked about Charlie Kuno. Well, I think in Marchbank, you know, we've got a, 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 a centre-half back that's going to be, um, uh, you know, rebounding for Carlton for the next decade uh, without a problem. He can cover a lot of ground. He can. He can indeed. He's good in the air. He, he, you know, he, as I say, times his runs to perfection and he really sets us up, I think, uh, out of that half-back line. It, it, you know, if you reflect perhaps on the game, maybe where the game was ultimately lost was at the other end yeah. uh, because I think, you know, Richmond tended to rebound extremely well from... Mm. Uh, turnovers that happen across our half forward line. Um, so there is obviously plenty to work work on, um, and there were a couple of players down last night. It has to be said. Yeah. But you know to to acquit themselves the way they did, the players losing Kennedy and then Cruiser, um, you know, for the second half effectively. Um, had we been challenged like that by Richmond eighteen months two years ago, you're looking at a, a ten goal plus defeat. Yeah. But yep, the resolve right. that the, the players showed, opened and yeah, yeah, was superb. So um, there was so much to like. Well, to be, to have essentially have been competitive for three and a half quarters. I mean, Richmond uh, did kind of turn it on, and it's almost like muscle memory for them. Um, they're coming off a, a grand final. I, I got to admit, during that first quarter, I thought, "How we're looking at a premiership hangover here and a potential boil over." Um, it was that first quarter was absolutely thrilling, and I know every Blues fan was entertaining the impossible dream. <laughs> uh, was it to be? You're right, but um, can we just uh, again highlight what a colossus Matthew Cruiser is? Well, it started with him, you know, and Murphy early. I, I really thought that they led the way from the from the you know the first contest and. Um, uh, I, I, even thinking back to that first quarter, I know Cruiser was there when the whips were cracking that first 15 minutes. And then when he went, went forward for a spell, it was that pivotal moment where Richmond started to work 
its way back into the contest. And yeah. that told me just how important Cruiser was or, or is at the, at the centre bounces as well as the stoppages. So um, an enormous player who looks to be primed for um, his best season for Carlton yet. A cruel shame that, you know, the... the he tweaked the groin, uh, from what we understand. Uh, we hope it's nothing too serious. And I know he played out the game, although he was limited in his movement yeah. probably in the second half. But hopefully he'll be OK for um, uh, the match with Gold Coast. And we certainly hope the same applies to Matt Kennedy because I think Kennedy, again, is, is a player that provides grunt yeah. around the packs that we, yeah. we could uh, truly... Uh, benefit from. Takes heat off Murphy as well. Well, it does, yeah. and, it, and it allows another player like Petrovsky Seaton, a beautiful player, to yeah. ply his craft with some degree of um, uh, of protection. So, look, all in all, you have to say it was uh, one, of the, one of the great performances. Okay, we didn't get the chocolates, but there was just so much to like, and I, I thought Carlton were incredibly... It was incredibly brave to uh, to, to hang in. Um, I can remember, Tony, you talked about the first quarter and how thrilling that opening was. The second quarter, I reckon we were really under siege as, as yeah. Richmond lifted its work rate, yeah. and yet they did weather that and went in with a half-time lead. And I thought, well, that was fabulous that, that, that Carlton could withstand um, the pressure that was applied by a team that had prided itself on playing that way to get to the mountaintop last yeah. year. So it's an enormous performance. Uh, the players surely should get gain so much confidence in playing that way against the competition yardsticks. And I, I just can't help thinking that from here on in, um, confidence levels of the players is going to be ultra high and... and um, we're looking forward to a great season, Tony. Well, look, if that's anything to go by, yes. Um, and Fox Footy was saying last night, no team at the MCG playing Richmond had scored, I think, above 89 uh, in total. Uh, Carlton, 96. Make of that what you will. The other thing, uh, we talk about recruiting a lot, and yes, there's new talent coming uh, through. Um, Carlton uh, is the first club for a lot of uh, these kind of emerging players. Matty Wright, though, um, left Adelaide. Thank God uh, that we get something back from Adelaide after our generosity to them. Um, how magnificent was he? Fantastic player, a smart footballer. You know, very, very dangerous around goals. Um, he, he kicked two big goals for us um, uh, just to weather Richmond's uh, run. There, I think it was, was late in the second. Sorry, Tom, there was also one beautifully, perfectly judged mark, I think, in the forward 50 where he just outsmarted, yes. his just read the flight of the ball much better. Yes. That, that is kind of, that's old head thinking. Very true, very true. Smart play, as you yeah. say, old head thinking. And, um, uh, and he's been such a, um, a consistent goal kicker for the club too since he's come across. Um, very good little player. Uh, Carlton's very fortunate to have him and uh, just love the way he played. You're talking other players' tone. You know, you look at um, well, Jared. Simo. Simo well, Simo, Simo, you know, the um, the evergreen. Uh, just uh, tremendous the way he, he went about his business and, you know, leads by example. Uh, the uh, little big man, great player he is. I also want to acknowledge um, uh, the uh, debut of Paddy Dow. Yes. First game in front of 90,000-plus yeah. people. You know, it, it was it could easily be an intimidating, you know, uh, scenario confronting a first-up game player from up on the border. 
but uh, and, um, and he looked right at home. Claiming the reigning Premier as well, if you don't Well, mind. that's yeah. if you don't mind. He looked tremendous. And, and the other player, Jared Garlett, yes. I mean, just uh, I, I love the, the, the way he showed poise. He got two goals early for the club, which would have settled the nerves no end. And he's a player that's, you know, he's, he's um, for all that he's been through with his, you know, personal mm. life, his brother's illness, yeah. to cross the continent, to come to Melbourne to, to play again. Um, it was magnificent to see the way he went about it. And uh, I had the great pleasure of interviewing Jared Garland straight after the match tone. Yeah. And he talked about how... Um, he wanted to make his family feel proud of him taking the second chance to play in the big time. And um, uh, uh, he's been a great acquisition for the Carlton Football Club and he looked right at home and that, that was what was so pleasing to see. Well, he really did. One of those um, set shots was uh, it was a beautiful kick and I thought um, that looks like a safe pair of hands. And he was just great to watch. He makes position really well. He's, he reads the play well. Um, he's easy to spot. Um, so, yeah, and he's great fun to watch. That's right. You know, uh, you go on. Well, Tony, what I mean, um, you know, we, we can talk about players who had great nights. Can we, can we talk about players who perhaps didn't have the round ones that they might have wanted? And I think you know the three players I'm going to mention. Um, uh, that would be a, a favourite of the two tones, Jakob. He didn't uh, have the greatest night, did he? No. Has to be said. Um, yeah. Where do you think he's at? Good question. Good question. You know, maybe the the matchup wasn't right on on Revolt initially. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, he cer- certainly looked to be out of sorts didn't he, um, through the course of the game. Hard to know. Um, um, you know, not a mind reader, so I, yeah. I don't know what what the state of play there is. Um, just something he has to work through, I guess, Tone. You know, um, football's not always... Well, it's a lot of it's to do with, the, you know, above the shoulders. And um, confidence is a is a is such an important component, um, this cutthroat caper. Yeah. You just hope to hope that he can, you know, get it right and, um, and find a way through. I recall through, halfway through last year going through the same sort of rut. Yes. And then finding his way back, you know. Um, uh, perhaps, you know, the, the you know the first, second year really did take a toll on a play that had probably been that good yeah. uh, at lower levels for so long. Um, uh, so it's just going to have to be something he has to work through. Um, yeah. Um, but he wasn't on his own. You know, Jack, no. Jack Silvani was down. Yeah. Kieran Byrne probably had a, a, a game he'd prefer not to dwell on too too much. Yeah, um, you might say the same about Levi, but then he was pinch hitting in the ruck. I thought well, I thought really Levi, really, yeah. you know, he he was called upon to, to fill the breach when Cruiser went down, and I, I thought he, he did battle on, you know, pretty manfully. Um, but, you know, thinking about it, the loss of Kennedy did really hurt our rotations, and then for Cruiser to go down also uh, unbalanced us a little bit because it did force Casbolt up the field mm. and left Charlie isolated as the one marking forward. So um, it did hurt us. It did hurt us, but which is probably why I said, mentioned earlier how brave Carlton was, you know, under all the duress, duress and given the quality of opposition, that it, it, it did hang in and hang in. And um, as I say, they, they will glean so much from, from that performance and, and confidence levels surely should be uh, at an all-time high. Um Richmond uh, were kind enough to give Carlton 50 
550 metre penalties. Yeah. What did you make of that that rule? The umpires were red hot on that. Carlton had obviously done their homework and uh, and didn't transgress to the degree that uh, Richmond did. No. That, they were very handy 50 metre penalties, they were. it has to be said. They, they truly were. And I think you're right what you're saying. I think, you know, obviously... Um, uh, the umpires made a point of it, didn't they? I mean, they, they made it the focus yeah. the focus last night. And um, when that happens, teams just have to toe the line. And, um, yes, I, I think Carlton was – the Carlton players were obviously mindful of the of the no-go zones on the ground and, and, and didn't transgress to the extent that Richmond did and certainly helped Carlton's cause. There's no doubt about it. You know, we got goals directly from those transgre- transgressions. So, um yeah, yeah. Um, it, um, and, you know, and, and those goals were left unremarked by the Richmond supporters, I noticed, who, who didn't start booing every time Carlton got a free. Or, <laughs> they kept giving them away. And I thought, wow, you, you really want to keep us in this game. They've There's had a lot of respect. A, they've had such a hard run in recent oh, times, they? Richmond haven't supporters they? too. Yeah. Um, do you know, <laughs> I actually saw a free kick awarded against Jack Rewalt last night and I nearly fell off my chair. <laughs> I could not believe it. Now, um, Tone... Uh, uh, I think we've uh, covered pretty much uh, everything. There, there is a note here. Before we get to your votes, yes. Well, actually, no. Let's go to your votes now. Okay. I, I'm very keen to hear yes. how you how you break down uh, who gets yes. three, two, one there. Well, and why? Yeah, very, very good call, Tony. And there were a lot of good players for Carlton, so this wasn't easy. And I open with an apology to Matthew Wright. You know, we talked about how good Matthew Wright was uh, up up front for Carlton and, and he continues on with his this great capacity, his great neck to kick important goals for the club. Uh, I apologise to him because I couldn't fit him into the votes to, today. However, I have gone with um, Charlie. Yeah. I've given one vote to Charlie Curnow for his five for the club. Great stat tone, just while we're on the votes uh, with, and I get, again, I, I acknowledge uh, the Swamp thing, that... Um, the Charlie and Matthew Wright, and each kicking five goals against Richmond in round one, um, become the first Carlton players to achieve that feat in the opening round since Eddie Betts in 2009. Wow. So it's one, one thing we haven't touched on. Uh, you, you did allude to it a bit earlier, is the, the scoreline and the fact that we are now, you know, we were, we were close to kicking a, a, a you know, 100 points yes, plus this, score. This, this mythical triple figure. Well, it is mythical, but it, it's, it's, it reflects the, the attacking style of play that mm. Carlton is now turning out, and people love it. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we are in the entertainment business, and you want to go along and see a good game and players perform their op- optimum and take the game on. Yeah. And so, obviously, you know, Bolton having worked on the defence, getting that right, is now uh, developing our um, our uh, attack, attack a method of attack, a methodology in our mindset, the attacking mindset, and it's great to watch. So yeah. all power to Charlie. And uh, and that's um, uh, I guess one of the most frustrating outs at the start of the year has been Pickett. Yes. Um, because can you imagine him swooping along wow. the ball with that leg speed? Oh yeah. Um, we have to wait about I think about four weeks for him to come back. Yeah, from that probably wrist injury. Be more, I'd say. But but hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Because I agree with you. You know, you throw Pickett into the mix there, and and it, um, he brings an added dimension to to the team, and that that is a, a most. Exciting prospect, prospect. Yes. it is, it is. Okay, so that's one vote, one vote for C. Kerno. One for C. Kerno. I gave two votes to Caleb Marchbank. I just oh, thought he was yeah. tremendous across halfback. Um, there is a player that is um, is going to, uh, you know, uh, hold court centre-half back probably for the next 10 years. 
and three votes. Well, I thought he was best to field both sides. By um, uh, The crippler. Oh, uh, what a great performance, uh, Patrick Cripps. Um, all power to you, um, young man. And um, and uh, what is it, Cripps, Marchbank and um, Kurnow? Well, that is the future there, isn't it, the Carlton Football Club? Well, uh, the, the Herald Sun website that I saw today said uh, uh, Cripps and Kurnow, the best players in the AFL under the age of 23, I think it was. So th- that sort of uh, attention, they are, they are garnering that sort of attention for a very good reason. And from the from the, uh, the unbiased uh, media, <laughs> Tony, too, which is refreshing to see. Yes. Um, there was also a lift out, uh, 28 pages on just how great Essendon are. <laughs> it's there on the sun after let, let, it, let it go, Tony, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Never, you know, I have a cupboard of axes to grind. Tone, you know me. Um, now, um, uh, round two, Gold Coast at Eddie, Eddie had. Um, in terms of injury, what do we know? What's the mail on Cruz and Kennedy? Well, again, it's a wait and see. But uh, look, look, make of this what you will. But I saw uh, Matt Kennedy uh, walking around the rooms after the game. Yeah. Um, was so it, he rolled his ankle. That's my understanding. Yeah. And um, uh, so he couldn't come back on, which was a real shame because it did throw out our rotations, no doubt. But um, well, the general feel is that he should be right. Uh, Cruiser, you know, it's probably a little bit more of an unknown. You know. Um, they're not the greatest of injuries to get, are they, groin no. tweaks? But but he came back on, played out the game. He obviously looked restricted in his movements. He went forward and I think really struggled in the first in the second half. Mm. But, you know, the way he started, you, you just hope that, you know, he can get the body right in time because he is such a um, a pivotal figure in this team. And um, and uh, hopefully, Tony, hopefully, Tony, there won't be two, two casualties from last, uh, from the Richmond game, the, the opening round game. They'll be uh, cherry ripe, ready for action against um, the Suns. Okay, well, we'll, look, we'll know the ins and outs uh, next week, obviously. Yes, yes. Um, You might expect that uh, on form there could be some omissions, but we will see. We will Um, see. You know, uh, we, uh, the match committee, uh, to me, are... uh, uh, probably the the greatest collection of minds since the framers of the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> I'm I'm going to be uh, <laughs> unabashed in saying that. <laughs> so, um, well, let's just uh, leave. Uh, you know, let's uh, trust in their wisdom, and, and they will get everything right on the night because they mm-hmm. they certainly did uh, uh, for the Richmond game. Now. Um, uh, what do we need to look out for as far as Gold Coast go? How did we go last time against them? Well, you? well, good question. Question with that notice. I'm trying to remember how how we fared. Um, look, I, look, you know, thinking forward, um, I, I mean, you, you look, you think of Gold Coast, you do think of Tom Lynch. You know, yeah. um, you know, as the the oh, he played a very good game against us last time. We did, but you know, I, I just think now in Liam Jones, who I, I suspect will be the go-to man, yeah. um, that he would have the wherewithal to, to stand Tom Lynch and do a, a most effective uh, job on that player. Um, time will tell, of course, and, and you know, uh, Lynch is one of those players that's been, you know, talked about in many circles, yeah. you know, uh, what a great problem he has, you know, yeah. facing a contract extension, the whole world wants him. Yep. So, so, so uh, I mean, that's, you know, you, shutting down Lynch is probably, you're probably halfway there. But, you know, oh, look, it just... I think the important thing with this game, Tony, is that um, the, the Carlton players now carry through the good work from the Richmond game. So the test to all players will be to back up that performance and hopefully 
um, come out of it with the four points. Um, because I, I, I just I just really think that that game against Richmond um, has set the tone, you know, and, and uh, you know the, it's raised the bar as we said at the start of the program. But I think it set the tone for the players that this is now what is expected yep. of, of this team. Yep. This is what we need to do, um, and, and can we maintain it? We have to maintain it because this is a brutal competition. Yeah, and and it's the only way. Um, we, yeah, we need I, you know uh, total commitment here. Well, certainly being in the crowd, you could hear there was a, a majority of supporters in the ground were Richmond supporters, and there was definitely a feeling that it wasn't going to script. No, it was no. things were not going according to the script or, or according to plan, and that I mean, certainly you and I who who watched the team very closely, we we knew the the latent potential, but I think it, it uh, took uh, Richmond supporters and and the league in general, which you've alluded to. Quite a bit by surprise because now finally they can smell what we're cooking, <laughs> and they know we're coming. Tony. Yeah, thank you, thank, thank you. you. But, I, but that... I, it's a fair point you make about that. Also, that um, you know, the, the round one season opener, Carlton Richmond. You know, wasn't so long ago that people were you know were pointing the uh, accusing finger at Carlton yeah. and does this club deserve? Round one status That's a great to, point. to open the season. Well, I think a few people have been shut up as a result of that performance against Richmond uh, um, in 2018. And you would think, you know, Richmond's going to be thereabouts for a long time. Carlton is emerging. So this this game, this game is only going to gain in in, in strength and, and um, uh, as time goes on. And um, so to all those doomsayers, mm. shut up. <laughs> well said, Tony DeBolfo. Now, um, uh, round two, Gold Coast, Eddie had. Uh, now, that's played uh, what day next week? Saturday, Saturday, Tony. Okay. Well, that's Saturday, turn around I think. for Carlton then. That's like, uh, what, eight, nine-day turnaround? Yes, it is. So it gives them a reasonable chance to recover. You know, uh, again, that'll help, you know, the cause of both Kennedy and Cruiser. And... It's our home game, Tony, and on the strength of that Richmond performance, surely, oh, yeah. surely there will be strength in numbers. Yep. Let's a get those turnstiles humming. We want to see a blue there, Tony, um, uh, and let's get those turnstiles humming. And I, I just think, you know, uh, any current supporter that saw that performance against Richmond will will want to turn out to see um, to see this this sort of. Um, Performance continue. I think you're absolutely right. It does. Uh, it has broadcast a wonderful message to the long suffering faithful, and even those who are kind of um, uh, weighing up their commitment to the old Arc Navy Blue. I think uh, performances like that are going to announce that. Uh, I mean, we don't want to get too excited as one game, but but uh, you're delirious. It, oh, look, it, uh, that first quarter. Are you kidding me? That that was better than a bottle of Grange. That was that was just uh, awesome. But it, it does it does say that a lot of hard work has been done. There's a lot of hard work to go. But my God, what a calling card that was yeah. as a game. Magnificent. Um, and open, felt... open up with Jamo getting out there too. Did you see the Mick no, Jamison I didn't was out there? I, I was a little bit late. Yeah, yeah. Lucy Lucy was there in the house. The Jamisons were out in full force, and it was great uh, to see uh, Jamo. Uh, you know, well, not that he'd ever left, but back in the fold. How um, was he? Was he was he glade handling? Was he was he cracking jokes? Was he? I, I, I wasn't within earshot of any Jamo uh, jokes, so I, I <laughs> can't be sure. But he was his normal, you know, reserved self, um, understated, measured. 
a bit like yourself, Tony. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, the, the comparisons between my, me and Michael Jamison are as long as your arm, of course. <laughs> He's a great man and uh, former co-host of the uh, the Two Tones. Yes. Now, um, the redevelopment of a Vive uh, Icon Park, Tony, yeah. can you just cover that off before well, we uh, wrap up? Yeah, well, it, it, it warmed the cockles of my heart, Tony, to see that headline, Blues, Blues' New Vision uh, for Icon Park. And I... I um, so I acknowledge uh, as tough a year as it has been for Carlton, yeah. but I acknowledge the the, um, the presence of the uh, Carlton women's team on the football landscape yeah. because it may well be that that team has effectively helped save the ground. And it pleases me no end to read uh, uh, news of a potential development of Icon Park. The Gardner Stand, which is heritage listed, returned to its former glory. And um, if we if we have a look at what has transpired down the road at um, at uh, Fitzroy Street with the with the restoration of the Junction Oval yeah. and the and the and the revitalisation of those beautiful old grandstands, um, it just it's so exciting to think that the same thing is going to happen here, um, and and we're going to see the old Carlton Ground living and breathing, which is is nothing better than that, and. Um, and so I, I was heartened no end to read yeah. that story, Tony. That, that, is, that is wonderful. <laughs> this is such a great ground with great history. And, yes. and to see it kind of accorded, accorded the respect it is due yes. with, uh, you know, with a, a fair income facelift would just be magnificent. Magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. I'm all proud of the women's team for that. Yes. Um, and they certainly deserve it. They too, deserve it. To be honest. Um, Tone, just before we go quickly, um, Ghost of Princess Park, is that still going? It is still going, Tony, and I, I, I wanted to acknowledge two uh, the recent tourists, uh, two members of the tour, recent tour, Wayne Robinson and his wife, Julie. Wayne uh, was born in Manchester, migrated with his family to Australia when he was a boy of three in 1962, followed Carlton for the next 19 years, went back with his family to Manchester after 19 years, uh, worked, married, recently came back after 40 years. He, he, he joined us on the tours with some of the ghosts and so enamoured of the occasion was he that he respectfully asked to, to tick off a, a bucket list item yeah. and kick a goal on Princess Park, which he did, one take to the Heatley stand-in, straight through the middle. Yep. He's gone back. Uh, he's now in retirement, he's looking for something to do and wants to get a, um, a current supporters group going in the hub of the Manchester CBD where he lives. All power to you, Wayne and Julie. Great to meet you and um, let's uh, let's all support him. Those supporters, they listen in tone yes. in Manchester. Yeah. So get get on. Yes, yep. and we want all current supporters in the old Dart to uh, support um, Wayne in his quest to get uh, a Blue Supporters Club going. So well done to you, Wayne. Well, you know, they're short of great football clubs in that city to follow. <laughs> so uh, get under the baggers. Uh, he, watched, he, he sent me a text, Tone, at uh, halftime of the Richmond game, uh, of a, a photograph of a, of a tally. Yeah. He's in, he's in, I think he's in Mallorca. He's somewhere in Spain <laughs> and he was up life. late watching it. And, and it was a superb picture too, the... The uh, vision was was exquisite, and he uh, was heartened, like we all were, tired about the performance of his and our team. I wonder what uh, the Spanish is for Premiership hangover. <laughs> uh, anyway, well done to the baggers. It was a valiant uh, defeat. 
against the reigning premiers. Uh, thrilling signs, I think you'd have to admit, Tone. Oh, we yes. look forward to round two, Gold Coast. Uh, Carlton take on Gold Coast at Etihad Stadium. This has been The Two Tones. Tony DeBolfo, uh, great work, and we will catch you next week. Terrific, Tone. Thanks very much. Thanks.